Rock Chalk and the Natty Tiger says, I do an opening day. Is T-minus 24 hours away? Why do you care? All this next on Double Bonus. going on we're back it's time for a little final four breakdown first jackson just because i know that we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk about some things uh about north carolina in this podcast first let's just start off with coach k's funeral um first first reaction what was your first thought when you uh you beat duke my first thought was i can't believe it we beat we took coach k out in his final game twice is his legacy tarnished it's not tarnished. I mean, he's still going to go down as one of the one of the greatest coaches. But, but will North Carolina go down as the team he could never beat? We win the rivalry. I mean, it's over. Uh, you definitely win the rivalry between Coach K. I don't think – I literally know it's 50-50, and 50, but you've won games. You literally have won two of the games that matter more than yeah. at least 40 of the other ones, um, if not the most important one so far. Yeah. I mean, I have I have Duke buddies, and they, they came and say anything at all about losing the championship. No, I don't think there's – there's really not that much to say um about that uh but we'll we'll start there breaking down the game um i thought that obviously it was game of the year um no doubt yep um other than the ratings for the kansas and north carolina game beat out the duke game duke and north carolina game i thought it was a great game uh i do think coach k you know he showed his greatness in coaching he really carried but i think it went to show and what i learned from this game is that he just was not a one and done era coach he just didn't he wasn't as good as some other coaches like Bill Self or, you know, like Coach Coach Calipari. I mean, he, he has had one one-and-done team. But when you look at the talent he's had and the seasons he's had, it kind of questions like, okay, you had Zion, had R.J. Barrett, you had everyone this year, you've had, you know, all this talent since about 2016, 2017. No, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 2014, 2015, because 2015 was like his real first one-and-done team that was good. Um. You know, I just felt like maybe that wasn't really his, um, that wasn't his bread and butter. I mean, he could coach, he could coach the ragtag group of boys, I'm sure, to go to a Final Four. But when it came to coaching talent, I think he did a great job. I just don't think he could get, I don't think he ever figured out how to get some of the younger guys to finish. You know what I mean? You know, he did a really good job of, um, he did adapt and start recruiting the one and done guys. Uh, he did, he did suck it up after he, um, he said that it was, ruining the game of basketball but and then, then he realized he was going to be horrible if he didn't i think he realized he couldn't teach a kid to play coach kid coach k basketball in one year yeah it takes you know like bill self he recruits the one and dones but he also has guys that are going to be there for four years mm-hmm. and you got to have a little bit of a mix i yeah. think to win a, ta- uh, win a title mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i think that uh the game obviously north carolina just uh their game plan which was to kind of run around and knock down some shots worked uh when you're hitting them it just it, it hit on all cylinders I think the the funniest thing to me was probably just the fact that Duke defensively couldn't not figure anything out with their size. And I think it goes to show Keels should have been starting yeah. for Duke. Like Keels, I thought was a monster. I don't know if like injuries have played a role. I mean, I don't think he's had an injury that's held him back. But I mean, Keels, in my opinion, I thought he was like, I'm like a lottery pick, lock him in. Um, after seeing him game one, 
And now, like, I watched him in the Final Four, and I still saw that. I was like, why is he not playing more? You know what I mean? But tell me, tell me what you thought got North Carolina the win that night. What got us the win was being able to knock down the big shots. We had Caleb Love, who three of his, his three highest scoring games of the season were all in the tournament. And his, I believe his fourth one was at uh, Durham last year. So, I mean, he's a big game player, and we just had guys that stepped up in the right moments. I also don't think Coach K coached a great game. Mm. They get back, mm. they get down to the end of the game, and they don't have any timeouts. He took yeah. his second to last timeout with his team knocked down a three to take the lead. He did take his last timeout after they scored, and after he had already done that once, I thought, you know, maybe just he's trying to defensively get them to find a way to get a stop. Um, but obviously, that just did not. I'm just not a big fan of calling a timeout that kills momentum like that. I also look at Paulo Bancaro being guarded by Brady Manick and think, how did he not have 30 points against Carolina? Mm-hmm. And I just think you got to find a way to give him the ball more in that situation. Yeah. But overall, I think that what won us the game against Duke is also what lost the game to Kansas. We made the shots against Duke, but whenever it came to Kansas, our guards, R.J. Davis and Caleb Love, could not find the basket. Mm. So tell me about big shots. What big shot are, are you referring to? Oh, the Caleb Love shot. The the shot. The one that I'm hanging up there with Luke May. Talking about this one? And then the horrible defense that came to follow. But yeah, that shot was, that was nuts. That was absolutely bonkers. I was losing my mind because uh, as you know, um, I'm not going to lie. I pulled a real kind of like cheesy move where uh, I said, you know, I woke up and felt like, you know what? I feel like I'm just, today's not going to be a good day. So I'm going to take Duke and Nova. And when they both win, it will confirm that I picked it right. And it's going to be a horrible day. But I won $100 of Kansas win. And I obviously did not want to see Coach K win. So literally me picking, it was like, okay, so Big Cat on part of my take did uh, the can't lose parlay, which was bet on Duke and Villanova. And in my head, I was like, oh, if I just tell people that Duke and Villanova is going to win then the other teams will win and I will be the happiest man alive. And that was literally the case because um, I ended up with $100 because Kansas, as you know, won it all. Um, But good Lord, Kansas, I mean, Kansas came out in their game and obviously came out with a huge run. Um, Nova came out with four turnovers in four minutes to start that game. Uh, The defense was in man and it just, Kansas wore them down quickly. Uh, Abaji went four for four to start. I mean, you know, just the endless amount of things that went wrong for Villanova. They tried to kind of claw back. They went on a 10-0 run at one point, and I think they had another 8-0 run, but they just never, you know, they just never had the game to where you felt like Villanova can win this game. You know what I mean? The size of Kansas just absolutely yeah, McCormick, Villanova. McCormick showed it in that game more than he did in the North Carolina game, obviously, because you got a guy like Baycott guarding you. Um, but let's talk about the national championship game now. What do you think about the whole uh, floor thing? Because when it happened, I said, did you guys see the floor? Did you guys see the floor? And you were like in awe of him like getting hurt. And I was like, because me and Jackson watched this game together. And I literally was yelling about the floor. Like like how big how big you have to be to, to on camera visibly be like see a basketball court, court indent. Like yeah. literally absolute insanity and I hate to be one of those guys that say we would have won if but the game would have been completely different if that never happened because the very next play who'd they go to McCormick McCormick. right at Brady Manick and uh, honestly like here here was my thing about that because I've I'm gonna I'm not a I'm obviously a Kentucky fan so like both of these teams I'm like you know like I, I can say I don't like either of them but 
I had tremendous respect for both of them putting themselves in this position. I thought that Baycott is a great basketball player. However, watching him drive to the basket just wasn't, it wasn't fundamentally solid. And you can be like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. But like, no, like go back and watch. Like he had two or three drives. He was just out of control. A drive before that, he got pickpocketed. And I was like, dude, like you got to slow down. I thought that if you're a North Carolina fan and you're like wanting to point the blame at someone, honestly, let's point it at Huber. I mean, Puff Johnson, I know he wasn't a big thing for them, but the kid made seven out of their 10 last points. I'm pretty sure like you got to roll with the hot hand. I know, I know that like, as a North Carolina fan, you know, very respectful to say, Caleb Wolf got us here if he's going to win it for us, you know, whatever. But in my mind, as a coach, I think, okay, my job is to get us to win. So, Caleb Love, not your fault for missing a shot because the play was busted, should have been to Manic in the corner. He fell. Um, he knew he fell, too, because he was he was just upset at himself, and that's hard to watch. Um, but that whole last play was busted. He drew up. I think it should have went to Puff. It should have been a ball reversal, fake to Manic or Love went the other way to Puff. I think he would have had a better look than any of them were going to get because um, Remy Remy was playing unbelievable defense. I mean, he locked up two people, switched off a ball screen, then came off with a block late. And the biggest thing in the game, I thought, was, and I I was telling you this while it was going on, and no one, it wasn't really a thing until I listened afterwards, people started saying like what I was saying during the game, which was like, um, Baycott got pulled off the ball or got pulled up by McCormick, and then a screen away from the ball caused him to lose McCormick. So Baycott's now on a guard. That turned everyone on North Carolina's guard play to just start running and trying to switch to size up better, and that's what led Kansas to make three threes there in the final stretch when they had struggled shooting the ball. And, I mean, it was a great game. North Carolina played unbelievable, I thought. Um, If you let a team come back down 15, you know, the odds of you winning by three, you know, basically, I felt like we're kind of slim, but they really hang it, hung in there. And Kansas almost blew it at the end, which honestly would have been hilarious since they already rushed it Allen Allen Fieldhouse. I mean, that would have been probably the highlight of the night. I would have lost a hundred bucks, but it would have been pretty funny. I think what really stood out to me is how good of a coach Bill Self is. Oh yeah. The first half they went in with the game plan, the exact same game plan they went in with, went in with against Villanova which was get the ball inside and just score on Baycott. Mm-hmm. But Baycott's not like a Villanova big was. Mm-hmm. And so at halftime, he made those adjustments, like you said. The way that they defended our ball screens where Duke was going under and Caleb Love could just shoot off of a switch, we never got that look the entire night. So I thought Bill Self really shined in that championship game. Yeah, I think he did too. And I think obviously being there before helps. Like he obviously knows that he has to make some adjustments to, you know, there's some coaches that they're more of like, they, they play a little more reflective, like, Maybe they work from timeout to timeout, and you know, okay, I let you try this. It didn't work. Now listen to my idea. But he was more like, no, here's what we're going to do. And really late in the game, he pulled, I know he was doing stuff to pull Baycott away from the post, and that just caused the North Carolina defense to frantic. I mean, a crazy man defense that played great defense um, for, for 40 minutes. I mean, they did play great defense for the first 20 for sure. They treated them a lot like Kentucky treated Kansas when they played them, which honestly would be cool if Kentucky wouldn't have lost the Peacocks because then – you know, even if we would have got any further in the first round, I could be like, oh, we beat that team by 25. You know, we knew how to beat them, but no, we got to be with the Peacocks. So shut up, Kentucky fans. Yeah. Shut up myself. But um, no, it was a great, it was a great Final Four. I would say that it was the second best Final Four and championship game I've seen in my lifetime. The number one, obviously being uh, 2015 was the best one I've seen. Given to anyone listening to this podcast, you know, I wasn't born like, to, I, I, basically 2000s is 
the start of me, you know, 2007 was probably the 2007, 2008 was the first time I ever remember watching college basketball. So since then, I've seen 2015 the best, uh, 2012 the second, or sorry, 2022 is the second best, and then 2012 would be my, sorry, 2012. Uh, yeah, that'd be mine. That'd be my uh, third best. You know, and I was, championship night, I was upset, obviously, that we lost. Oh, but yeah. looking back, we were an eight seed that was a bubble team prior. Oh, absolutely. And so I'm, I was extremely proud of Carolina and how they, how they even just got there. And beating Duke just makes everything happy. So. And, and I mean, I felt like, I mean, like I shared, I shared similar feelings. Like Kentucky was an eight seed and they lost to UConn, who was a six, a six seed. But I was like, you know what? Like we beat all these good teams. This is such a great run for the program. These guys are coming back next year. I don't know what North Carolina is. Uh, you know, that looks like for them. I don't but, know I mean, either because, I mean... Kentucky players are already leaving. Oster Tashiwe is not. Um, I'm not sure how you get the wooden player of the year award, but you played with a bunch of bums who couldn't get you a first-round win. So I, so I feel so bad for Oscar that he's racked up all these awards and Kentucky couldn't even beat the St. Peter's Peacocks, you know, but... I wouldn't be surprised if we see another year of R.J. Davis and Caleb Love. I mean, I would That'd absolutely love that. It would be absolutely insane. Uh, it would definitely write a good storyline in March. Um well, what do you think was, well, I mean, one shining moment, everything as a whole, biggest takeaway from the tournament. What was your biggest takeaway from the tournament? Uh, the peacock shined in one shining moment, obviously. I know that so, probably so hurt you think, for you is to that see. The, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it And there were so many good, great things. You had, you had the peacocks who made the great mm-hmm. run. You had Carolina Duke in the championship. Overall, a great tournament. I, I, I ha- it's probably one of my favorite tournaments to watch in recent memory. I it know you a, always say yeah. that right afterwards, but it was a great tournament. Yeah, I mean, I think... I mean, usually, like, I'll, sometimes I'll just, like, something will make me mad, and I'll purposely not watch one Final Four game or watch another. And even though Kentucky did lose early to the Peacocks as a Kentucky fan, I still, I still ranked it a quality tournament. So anyone that says otherwise is just biased to, because their team lost. Um, because you have all the people that are like, my team came out of this region. My team would have beat, you know, whoever. My team would have beat the Peacocks. Well, you, you couldn't beat so-and-so. And if you're, unless you're a Kansas fan, you can just talk all you want and cry all you want. The only additional um, game I would have liked to see would have been Gonzaga and Duke. That's that's the one game I wish we would have got. Yeah, I do wish we would have saw that. Um, obviously, that's how it goes. But, um, you know, it was a great game. It was a great tournament overall. I loved it. My one shining moment was, um, gosh, I don't know. Like you said, it was great as, as a whole, but my one shining moment had to be Coach K's done. Yeah. I've seen some stuff on Twitter that people are like, he might come back. And I'm like, I wish he would. I wish he would come back because he'll look like a bum, like a big old bum. Um, so Coach K's done. Hey, up next on Double Bonus, we got a brand new segment for you called Shooting Two at the Line with Pacey and Jackson. We'll be right back. It's a double bonus now. It'll be two at the other end. All right, welcome back to Double Bonus. You're here. Now we're shooting two, which basically means me and Jackson are going to give you two takes, two free throws. Rest easy on the first. Give me an easy take. The second one, give me a good take. All right, so give me an easy take. Give me a good take. Jackson, you think you're ready for this? I'm ready. All right. Give me your... Give me your uh, Rest on the first one, boys. Take my rest easy on the first one is Warriors tomorrow night over the Lakers. They're minus. Is it going to be because LeBron doesn't show up? Yeah, it's and... minus ten and a half right now, and it's definitely going to be worse than ten and Austin a half. Austin Reeves in, in the starting lineup. Yeah, that's my that's my easy take. That's your easy take. What's your second? My hot take is Adam Scott to win the Masters this weekend. 
Adam Scott has won the Masters. He's made the cut 18 of 20 times. A couple top finishes, but none in the past seven years. But I like his chances at Augusta right now. Okay. 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 Give me a... I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. I'll give you mine. I'll give you mine. Boston, Chicago tonight. 7 p.m. Central Time at Chicago. Uh, I'm going to take Boston. Easy there. They are... uh, They're obviously favored. And... um, you know, I really want to go to a Chicago Bulls post game. Like, I want to go to some postseason stuff, but they're two and eighteen against. Uh, they're two and eighteen against teams that are actually good. Um, but Boston is uh, favored minus seven on the money line, or sorry, the money line is uh, two twenty plus for Chicago, minus two seventy. Over under is two twenty four. I'm gonna take Boston though. Take them, check every box for them. You know, I don't care. Uh, but I'm taking Boston there. Next. Um, MLB opening day. Uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals to lose opening day to the Pittsburgh Pirates. We're uh, Cardinals fans here, and I think that we're going to lose, and people are going to start sweating, and people are going to be mad, and they're going to be screaming. Uh, me and Jackson will keep you updated on every week on our free throw percentage. But Jackson, what do you, th- what do you think of this little segment we're going to do? What are your thoughts? How are we going to do? How are we going to do? How are we going to do? I'm going to say that um, my hot takes are probably going to be way too outlandish because i like so you'll to take, be shooting 50 percent. i like to take very hot takes and i'm gonna shoot layups in the first shot so <laughs> i i respect it i respect it i took a layup in the first you know i went with i went with the i went with the celtics over the bulls like anyone's like yeah well with half a brain i could say that but then i came at you with the okay yeah and the cardinals are gonna lose opening day to the pittsburgh pirates if you want to hear something a little crazier i'm going to continue to pick the pittsburgh pirates in any uh nl central matchup because i think at the end of may the Pirates will, crazily enough, the NL Central will be the Pirates at the 1, the Cubs at the 2. The Sorry, sorry, sorry. The Pirates at the 1, the Brewers at the 2, the Cardinals at the 3, the Cubs at the 4. That will be the NL Central. And then, you know, the Reds. But I think the Reds are a joke. So yeah. I hate the Reds. Yeah, me too. I think, like, the Cardinals-Cubs rivalry is, like, cute, but the Reds suck. Hey, this has been Shooting 2 with Pacing Jackson. Get you next week. We're back. How'd you guys like that little that little uh, shooting two, little shooting two action? Uh, Masters week is here. Tiger said, "I do." He said, "I do." They said, "Are you gonna win?" And he said, "Or they said, think you can win?" And he said, no, "I do." Like, you think I do this for fun? Like, no. Like, I'm here to win. Uh, major respect to Tiger. What did you think about? Um, what do you think about Masters week right now? I know that your one of your free throws was uh, you did Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Big shot big, in the dark. Big Adam Scott guy, huh? Yeah, I, lo- I actually like Adam Scott a lot. No, I respect it. The Masters is one of those things, like, it's so fun because, like, one year it's, like, a legend comes out and wins it, and the next year it's, like, some guy that you barely ever heard of. And it's like, okay, cool, like, mm-hmm. whatever. But um, postseason hockey's warming up. But let's let's first stick on our – let's stick on the Masters. You know, what, what do you think – what do you think this weekend looks like for Tiger? I think it looks one of two ways. Either this is a very Tiger thing for him to do. I think that he's either going to play well and make the cut, or he will drop out midway through his round on Friday if there's no shot of him making the cut. That's typically how Tiger's been playing lately. We haven't seen him in a while. I would love for Tiger to have a big crowd on Sunday and be in the hunt at least. Mm-hmm. Um. I'd say that this weekend comes down to his endurance. It comes down to if his body can handle it. Because I have no doubt he'll make the cut. Um, uh, I'm very concerned if he could win. I'm very concerned that he's going to be right there. And he's going to be like two or three uh, 
back and he's just not like he's literally going to physically start shutting down with a 17 month layoff. A lot um, of times it comes down to him and his putter. If his putter can be hot, then Tiger can be hot. But. And yeah, it's such a mental, like the greens are such a mental frustration. Um, but if he can shoot um, 73, 71, 68, 70, he could probably win. Yeah. Like he, that's a winning, those are winning numbers for him. I, I think that would be in his ballpark. Um, this week, uh, someone not named Tiger that I'm interested in uh, is probably guys like DeChambeau, um, I love, Justin Thomas, I love and uh, Roy McIlroy. I'm probably those. I'm probably interested in those guys the most. I'm most curious to see what they do. Um, but I'm actually, I'm actually really excited to see Justin Thomas. He's just such a freak of an athlete for a golfer. You know, like there's a bunch of those in the game right now. But Justin's just so long. And he hits the ball so smooth and so solid, and his his swing is so nice. Um, but he also shows like he can make some shots that take putting out of the equation to win a Masters. Like he doesn't have to knock down a you know a twenty footer to to have a good shot. Like he might put himself three feet from the pin six times in a row and just start chipping away at the lead. One golfer um, I wouldn't sleep on is Brooks Kepka. That guy just shows up in yeah, major he just, tournaments. He and... shows up out of nowhere. Um, does anybody remember Jordan Spieth? That's like when golf started to get fun, and everybody's like, Jordan Spieth is sick um, because he's like one of us. And then he just like, um, yeah. he just like fell off. So, Same thing that Rory did. I mean, yeah, golfers Rory. get hot through a stretch, and then it kind of, yeah. once I it mean, fades, it fades. Um, but there's actually a couple of ESPN riders that have picked Brooks Kepka to win. Uh Precisely because they feel like he's too under the radar. Like they feel like his name's not been up there enough. And, you know, golfers get that edge on them sometimes. You know, it pays off. Um, now, moving on, NFL news. We're T minus like 30 days away from the draft. I'm super excited. Um, the Cowboys are horrible still. Uh, I'm still debating on switching teams for the year. I won't. Of course, I'll die with the ship. Ride with the boys, die with the boys. If you don't know me, that's my motto. Um, I've done everything uh, but ride with the boys. I've always died with the boys. Um, since I've been alive, they have not won a Super Bowl. They haven't went to a conference championship. And um, the closest we got was Des Bryant dropping a ball at the one-yard line because that's technically what it was. So, um, Jackson, biggest NFL storyline right now, in your opinion? Right now, I think the biggest thing is Tyreek on the move. I, I, we, still, talked, we talked about it last week. Yeah. I still think that's huge. I, mean, I, I don't know how that's going to play out for the Chiefs. Fans are excited because I saw a video of Juju Smith-Schuster working out with Patrick Mahomes, but they're both professional athletes. They're going to look great with no defense on the so, field. So. so I've got a – I think that – okay. So the NFC, like, truthfully, I do not like Tom Brady's person, but as a football player, I have the most respect for him. Uh, but he drives me nuts as a person. Um, but people, you know, the, the NFC is what it is. The Rams – and their division is going to be very interesting, you know, with the Kyler, the Kyler Murray um, confrontation. You know, like, is he in with the Cardinals? Is he out? Like, where's his head at? The Rams signed Bobby Wagner. Like, the defense is the, – they have a big three on their defense. Like, a literally – unbelievable. San Francisco 49ers dropped Jimmy G, you know. I don't think they can get any worse. I don't know if they'll actually get any better from Trey Lance. Seattle Seahawks. Um, dumpster fire. Uh, then you look at the NFC South. Atlanta Falcons, dumpster fire. Carolina Panthers, go get Kenny Pickett so you can win your division. Or, I'm sorry, you won't win your division because of Tom Brady, but you could get in the wild card because the NFL playoff style is going to be new. Is it going to be new? I thought I read something where um, there's a new... Sorry, so sorry, that's the MLB. The MLB has a new playoff format, um, not the NFL. But 
uh, man, I mean, so, so anyways, back to running through it. The Saints. I don't expect much out of them this year. I, I've been trying to figure out which team in each NFC and AFC is going to be like a team that puts together some sort of season. Um, I would expect Minnesota to put together a quality season. They always do. They always do. Um, I think it'll be a playoff season. Um, I think that new coaching is going to push them. Uh, I think I actually, I actually think that a team not named the Dallas Cowboys will win the NFC East. I think that um, the Giants and the Eagles both are solid. I think that uh, the Giants have had injury role players that get injured that really hurt their season as a whole. The Eagles to save. Um, but the Eagles made the playoffs last year. You know, I mean, it is what it is. But um, I would say that the NFC East probably has two playoff teams in it, the same as the South. Um, and the West, I think, will actually surprisingly be the most struggling division with the Super Bowl champs. I think that the Rams will run over anybody. I think the Cardinals are going to have uh, issues. And that'll be the end of that. Uh, moving up to the AFC. Who do you think? I mean, obviously, you've got your Browns. What do you think? What do you think's up with Baltimore? You think Lamar's there long term? I do. I mean, you think it's just a bunch of chitter chatter? Yeah, I, I think, think so he, I think he he fits in well. He they have a specific playbook for him designed. I mean, I think that he fits well with the Baltimore Ravens and what they do. So I think he'll stay with them. They need to get him a running back so that they could really run some really interesting plays with a as good running back as he is. So I'm going to give you, let's, let's do this conference championships, basically NFL final four. Since we just got done with the March Madness final four, why not? Um, early, early take. I'm going to go Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and uh, Los Angeles Rams. I mean, for for the best teams in the league, not a, not a tough pick there. If it's early this season, right now, I mean those teams, the Packers, I think are choke machines. Uh, I actually really hesitated to say the Patriots. I really hesitated to say the Patriots because I think that uh, Big Mac, Mac Ten, whatever you want to call him, is going to have a decent little year again um, underneath Bill. But I think that Josh Allen once again is going to have a very similar year to last year. Uh, but one of those four teams, I think notably, will have a big injury. Uh, so when one of them gets injured, I will not be surprised at all. I like all of your picks. I like Tampa Bay. I like the Rams. I like Buffalo. But I got a, I got a wild card to throw in there in the AFC. Mm-hmm. And that is the San Diego or the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm. That's that's a Bolt team. Up. Yep. I, I like them this year. I think that it's the breakout year for uh, Jay Herbo. And I think that the Chargers could, could make that championship game. Um, Yeah, I definitely think the Chargers, like, Last year was a very bitter ending to them, which really, you know, it only pushes people further this season. Oh my goodness, sorry, I've, I have the yawns. But only is it going to push them further this season at the end of the year. Um, but I do like Herbert. Um, I think that that fan base is rapidly growing. I think that that team is going to be something to watch throughout the season. Yeah. Um, what do you think about... Um, hockey coming up. 
I'm going to ask you, what do you think, who do you think, if you're picking one team, one team to be your, uh, to be your best, best team on the ice right now? Who you got? Because we got the Stanley Cup playoffs coming up. Next week, I actually think we're going to have a special guest that's into hockey. We're going to have him come on and give us a breakdown of, uh, of what, what he thinks, what he thinks going into this, who he thinks is going to be the, uh, the big dogs, but I'm actually, I'm going to go with, um, wild take here. Give me, uh, I hope that, so I've heard that the Florida Panthers are really good. I know they're leading in points. Um, I would actually love to see a New York team be in a deep playoff contention in a sport because their fans are just so much fun. So let's see the New York Rangers do something this postseason. Yeah. Let's see, let's see, let's see them get on the ice and uh knock some stuff down. But hockey's such a hockey's such a like it's just such a wild sport. Like like if you look at if you truly like go and look at like the like I know like last week went to our first hockey game and this week I was looking through and like and their conferences, like they're so close. Like they play set, they're all played like 70 games. And there's like, like, okay, this Eastern, Eastern Conference, uh, the Eastern Atlantic Conference, right? You've got, uh, the Panthers who are four games ahead of the Maple Leafs, which is big. Uh, but then you've got like the Lightning right underneath them. They're two game, they're two games behind. And the Bruins are actually one game behind that, but it all comes down to, you know, cause they do points, which is like, is cool because it, it helps with that kind of stuff. But hockey's just such a cool sport, um, to like watch and get into, especially exciting when the Stanley cup comes around since we're St. Louis people, but who do you think's the, you know, who do you think, who do you think it is Jackson? What do you think about the, uh, best NHL team kind of put you on the spot. I didn't even let you know we're going to talk about the NHL. I'm going to be very, it's honest. really out of our, it's really out of our realm. Be very honest with, um, you and our listeners. I've I've watched one hockey game this year, mm. and we talked about it last week. It was I watched the one hockey we were highlights. So so based upon the one hockey game you've seen, so you have a choice between two teams, <laughs> which is the Colorado Avalanche, which they are actually they are actually leading the points in all of the NHL, um, or the St. Louis Blues. Who would you take? I'm taking Colorado. <laughs> and they they beat it. They won seven <laughs> because to two. they beat us down. Yeah, that's, they, a, that's funny. I know nothing about what I'm watching, but what I saw was dominance i mean they they did dominate the blues so that was very funny so opening day is this week um cardinals cardinals play um thursday they play tomorrow um i'm very nervous and i'm very scared that this is a train wreck in the making and um i think that the cardinals are going to be absolutely atrocious until maybe june or july something just fell that was wild um, so I think the Cardinals are going to be absolutely atrocious till June or July. I think that we're old. I think that um, I would love to to I would love for them to prove me wrong, so I can go pull this snippet and put it on a later episode. But I actually am going to pull it when I'm right, and I can just replay it because um, we're just not going to be good. Um, we hired a manager that just I don't think is going to make much of a difference. I mean, he sat through. Schilt and Matheny. So all in all, it's just like we just have. I mean, Schilt was fine. I don't understand. I didn't understand the issues there. I think it was more of a front office issue. But ba- baseball is back. Um, I am excited to. I like to watch a lot of our local teams. Like I like to watch the White Sox and I like to watch. Um, I don't like to watch the Cubs because I don't think the Cubs are very good. 
Um, but I like to watch some of the big name teams too, like the Dodgers and the Giants and and lots of those guys, just because it's they're fun to watch. You know, some of the, they're just so much. They're different style. Like teams are so different style. Like the Cardinals play such different style ball than the Dodgers do. You know, obvious reasons. But um, I'm kind of excited. Baseball is back. I hate how long the season are, but um, that's our that's our opening day snippet. Next week, um, we're gonna have on a hockey a hockey host, and we're gonna have someone come on and give us their thoughts on the St. Louis Cardinals and Major League Baseball going into the season. But until then, to kind of wrap up here, Jackson, we're going to start, we're going to sit on the NBA standings. Right now, 75th season of the NBA, right? We're going into, we're going into final games. Miami Heat, Boston Celtics, Milwaukee, and the 76ers are the top four. In the East and the West, it's the Suns, the Grizz, the Warriors, and the Mavericks. What do you think this postseason looks like? Who who's writing the storyline this postseason? Right now, looking at the Eastern Conference teams that are the West is locked up. Yeah, looking at the East, um, I think actually both of them are locked up. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think that there are only three teams out of the East that I think can realistically win a championship. I think Milwaukee, Philadelphia, or Brooklyn can win a cha- championship. Everybody else, I think, is pretending to be contenders, and okay. I don't think that they can actually win a championship. But looking at the West. Phoenix, Golden State, if Steph comes back at all. I don't think that's going to happen. But Dallas, I would love to see Dallas win a title. Um, but I think I think we're getting a rematch in the finals this year. Mm. I think we're going to see Suns and Bucks again. That was cool. I, I liked the finals last year. Like, it truthfully was um, one of the more times I've been engaged in the finals because it's been different. It's been different than a lot of the other finals have looked. And it was basketball was back. Uh, oh my goodness. That's y'all number two. That's foul number two on me, this podcast. Um or this episode. Um, I actually I'm gonna give you a I'm gonna give you a little bit more of a take here. I love Golden State. I think when I look at the conference finals right now, I've got goodness. I mean, I know Memphis won't go to the conference finals I don't as think much so as either. Um, as much as I would love to see that, they just won't. So I think it'll be the Warriors and the Suns, which will be sick, which will be absolutely insane to watch. Um, and then I think that I think that the Bulls are a first round exit. I think that um, I think that the other side you're looking at, I think it's going to be different though. I think we're looking at like a Warriors. My forecast is like a Warriors Bucks. I think that the Bucks are good enough to get back. I don't know if the Suns are. I know that the Suns are good, and I know they just set a franchise record. Um, but I think that I just don't think that they're gonna have CP3 isn't as as healthy as he was last postseason. No. I think that that has a lot to do with it. Um, I do think it's gonna be interesting um, to see how the West plays out as much as the East, because the West it feels like. Like, there are truthfully some teams that are deep enough. Like, the Nuggets, like, reigning MVP. We won't even talk about just because the Nuggets aren't, you know, the Nuggets are the Nuggets. But, I mean, like, like some of these teams have. They have some, they have some recipes that could win them a series, you know. Um, but so much, so much of basketball postseason is more about the matchups than it is about your season. How and, great would a Sixers-Nets matchup in the playoffs be? I mean, that would be literally insane. I mean, you're going to catch me watching that. Um, because it would just be fun 
to see. But I I do know that Ben Simmons is not playing the play-in tournament. Confirmed, he's not playing the regular season. Good for the Nets. Um, honestly, just continuing to win that trade um, from so long ago. But I just think that... I think that the Heat are fine. Like, I think they're fine. I think they'll they'll be fine until they're not. You know, um, I think that the the Bucks. I think the Seventy Sixers will take out the Heat. I think that it'll be the Seventy Sixers and the Bucks, and the Suns and the Warriors, uh, which is still going to be fun. That'll be a fun conference final because it'll end up being the Warriors. I'd like to say it'll end up being the Warriors and uh, the Bucks, but there's so many young stars. Oh that, yeah, like guys like Jason Tatum, Luca. Um, you know, Devin Booker. Kind of, yeah, Devin Booker. Um, but I, I'm really thinking more of like, okay, like the stars that have been there, and they have just not broken through yet. Like guys, in my opinion, like Jason Tatum and Luca, and um, gosh, who else? Uh, Joel Embiid. Like, if you're not getting a big run in now. Like I don't know if you ever will go further than you can right now. You know what I mean? Like, like Luca. Like I know Luca's got a great. Luca's one of those guys. Like he'll play for years and years. But in in terms of like your dangerousness at building yourself into a a legend, like if you want to be Luca legend, like I need you to start. Like I need you to go to a finals, buddy. Like I need you to to care, put the team on the back and carry. You know. Um, I don't really think either of these guys are maybe capable to do a finals, but I would still like to see them put the city on the back and carry them as far as they can. You know, like a, we just have to tip our hat to the performance at the end of their season. That would be, that would be sweet. Um, the NBA draft now is starting to get on the radar, but before we get to that, let me know, Jackson, what, what are your thoughts about wrapping up on the conference standings? One interesting thing to know is the Clippers have been without Kawhi Leonard for most of the season. Apparently he was at a shooting session recently and looked pretty looked pretty smooth. If Kawhi could make the playoffs, mm-hmm. that could shake things up a lot come postseason time. Uh, I mean, I think it could. I think it could for sure. The Clippers are going to be obviously, you know, Paul George. He just got back and they played played insane. Um, with him, he had a great performance. Uh, he's not he's not the real playoff P though. I don't know who he thinks he is, but he's not playoff P. Um, he's playoff trash but i love um, Kawhi, but i do not like paul george at no all. paul george is not he's nothing dude he's he's fine he's a great he's a great role player i think that he just does not handle like he's the top dog and i don't think that sets well for him and i don't think he matches up against other top dogs well like i don't no. think his defense is there he's not um, a superstar like people think he is he's, well, a, he's a good player he's, he's not a, a great player i would say he's superstar caliber i just don't think he's like he's not like like, Luca and Jason, like, basically, I just don't want them to be like a Paul George. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want them to be like, okay, like, you're a great player. You're making money. I love that for you as a person. As a fan of you, I want you to, you know, I want you to, I want you to win. I want you to win what matters, um, you know. Uh, but the NBA is just a little different, you know. So, so we'll, we'll get more into that next week as we will st- be, be getting into the playoffs there. Um, that'll be more exciting. So me and you will talk about that next week. We're going to have some co-hosts on. Um, we'll have our shooting two percentage review. So we'll be able to see, you know, what, what we shot this week. We're 50%. We're we zero. Um, see what we got in front of us. Uh, other than that, it's, it's about time to start talking some fancy football. It's about time for me to start busting out my spreadsheets and really starting to do some investigating coming up to draft day. Um, but other than that, Jackson, 
we're going to close with this. I want you to give me a breakdown on how was WrestleMania? Oh, WrestleMania you're big, was... You're a big WWE guy. WrestleMania was actually incredible this this year. It was great. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin came out two nights in a row, made the <laughs> night against Pat McAfee on Sunday. Um, I, Sunday's event was so much fun. They had Johnny Knoxville and his whole crew was out there. And it was just... It was just fun. It had a good mix of um, comedy and returns. And Logan Paul. And Logan Paul. I mean, there was just <laughs> there was just so much great about WrestleMania. I, I saw people just not normally wrestling events, especially now. Wrestling's not what it was with you know John Cena and the Undertaker and Triple right. H, but Twitter was super happy with how WrestleMania went this year, as well as I. It was just fun to watch, which is all it is. It's world wrestling entertainment, and it was entertaining. Um, Vince McMahon and got stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin and was too old to stand up and take it, but it was great. It was abs- it was a fun event, so I-, I enjoyed it. As a 23-year-old man, I enjoyed it a lot. What do you think? Uh, how did you think? Of, what did you think about Logan Paul? Do you do good? I-, I heard some good things. I heard some good things about him. So in the ring, he was actually incredible. I mean, he's he's an absolutely great athlete. Um, he looked good. He was entertaining. Hit frog splash and three amigos it was it was great it was he was he was good and i love his commitment to just being hated in the paul family all together yeah. their commitment to just being hated he I mean, obviously he's not gonna be a good guy in wwe so it, it was just it was fun yeah that's funny that's funny uh what did you think about this weekend in sports i mean it was a huge weekend uh this really isn't more of a isn't like anything specific but in the sense of like, I don't know, like WWE was big. I'm not a big WWE guy, but WrestleMania is huge. I know that. Um, we had a great Final Four. We've got the Masters this week. Like, our sports back. Yeah, it's a great time to be a sports fan. I mean, there's a ton of things to watch. The Final Four was, as we said, absolutely incredible. Even though Carolina lost in the championship, I had so much fun watching it with friends and just hanging out. And overall, just a, a great weekend in sports. And I hope that the Masters continues that, even though most, I mean, I know some people say, oh, we watch golf. Golf's fun to watch. I mean, I'm excited. I got spring break coming up. I'm ready to hit the golf course myself. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I've got a couple of friends that are big into golf, but I am. I'm big into golf, too. I'm just not as, uh, I don't know, I'm not as into it maybe as much as I used to be. Used to be big into golf. But, um, well, Jackson, I thought, I thought I'd leave you with this. In honor, in honor of Kansas fans winning the national championship. This busted play where Manic falls, shots up. We're going to let that sit there. So that way next year when they win, it makes you feel a little bit better. Okay? We're going to let that sting. Um, Don't worry. I had to come into work the next day after Kentucky lost and and watch and literally be forced to watch the end the, the ending of the Kentucky and St. Peter's game. So all you basketball fans out there, just remember... Unless your team lost to a 15 seed, you did not play as bad as Kentucky did. This is Double Bonus. I'm Pacey Reynolds and always joined by Jackson Helm. Thank you guys for listening. Peace out. Do-do-do-do-do.